I think it's all both of us. Right, and we are hopefully live. I'm waiting to kind of get confirmation that we are live. I think we're live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Forever Rugby on Forever Sports. It is a Thursday night and international season, which means you know what it means. It is fan forum tonight. And unfortunately, ESCOM has decided that what could have been a four-person four panel, even a six-person panel, you never know, will have to be a two-person panel tonight because, unfortunately, load shedding is wrecking havoc on South Africa. However, the good news is we do have contingencies lined up for this weekend so we will be live on saturday for hopefully this Ireland versus Zealand game hopefully the england versus australia game and definitely the spring Mox versus wales game so we'll be doing a lot of live stuff this weekend so don't need to worry about that but uh yeah so unfortunately also will be a bit of a, a shorter show these fan forums usually run for sort of an hour but um with loading and changing stuff like that we're gonna have to bring it down a little bit but uh I'm not alone. As I said, it is a two-person panel. So uh, we do have Carl, who is hailing from the probably warmer UK these days than, than usually the, the the cold UK. Uh, I think it's about three degrees outside where I am. Probably a bit warmer where you are. Uh, it was It's 17 now. It was about 20 today. So nice day. I'll tell you, practically a heat wave rolling in over there. It's been really weird, though. Like The weather's been so erratic in the last um what two months it's meant to be a lot warmer than it is or, or right now um which is strange but well i have a seven o'clock tee off tomorrow on the golf course and it's forecast to be zero when i tee off so i don't know why i'm doing this to myself Frosty. but uh yeah no look i mean it's at, at least with that sort of temperatures there's an excuse for when the game doesn't go but well um but yeah so to everybody watching jump in the comments let me know where you're watching from We've got a poll that's running. That is, we are asking you, what are your score predictions? We've got four options. It's box to win by less than 10, box to win by more than 10, a draw, or a Wales win. There are 14 votes. And currently, there is not much in the way of a... Uh, um, Okay. But yeah, jump, jump on the comments. Let me know where you're watching for. Let me know what you guys think of this weekend. Uh, but yeah, basically, we've got two teams named for Saturday. We will do a couple of score predictions for the other games this weekend as well. And we're going to chat about the... But yeah, the main thing will be... The title of the video is The Box to make, Set to Make a Statement Against Wales. Um, and I think there's quite a lot to go into regarding what that statement is. So I see that she was here in the comments. I'm sure we're still here. Uh, so, Ben Suarez, how are you doing? Tim Van Berg says, hey, Steve, one in the evening, just finished Squidge's video on why Kanye Am is the best player in the world. And now let's get to the stream. How's it? Yeah, all good. 100% agree that Kanye Am is the GOAT. Uh, welcome, Prashakt, and welcome, Pete, to the stream. And uh, international rugby season, Carl, how are we feeling? I'm glad it's back. I've been bloody bored. <laughs> Weekends have been boring as hell. Yeah, well, you know, I suppose, I mean, as, as a Sharks fan, I can understand why they've been pretty boring because, I mean, you guys only played one more week of rugby than the Lions, so, <laughs> you know, it's been, it's been, it's been a long off season, and it's not like, not like you had a particularly long carry cup uh, campaign, you also, the same as us, you know? I mean, uh, I mean, it, it, the annoying thing is, speaking of, you know, um, it's just like, oh, he's the best player in the world, we all great, well, the pity the Sharks aren't fucking following form, are they? But it's funny because... So many people were just saying that, with the exception of maybe Mapimpi played a, a, quite a few good games, but with the exception of Mapimpi, Thomas the Toy, maybe Oxford, you know, Sia Khaleesi didn't have a particularly good season within the Sharks setup. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Lacanya had his moments, but it definitely wasn't the Lacanya we saw in the in the box. Um, so it's probably quite yeah, it's quite he, problematic. He, fact. A bit. he went to Japan for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting how players just certain, sort of fit certain uh, systems so much better than than others. And I mean, a year ago we said the same thing about Khaleesi. We, people were sitting there saying we shouldn't be starting, shouldn't be playing in the box in the British Large Line series. And then I remember watching that documentary and that tackle that he made, that try saving tackle. And then the, the year he had after that was just next level probably his best year in Springbok jersey coming off the back of a really poor season i mean so. i from habit i'd say it's probably not best to pick players based on the sharks form because it, yeah. never, it never stays true to anything else it's inconsistent and i think that's just the team not the players as like singular um, yeah, and I'm, and I suppose a similar thing with with stormers because a lot of people are saying that you know all these stormers players have to be drafted into the box setup. But at the same time, you know you talk about systems, same kind of vibes. You know, it's one thing playing brilliantly in a stormer system, which is very open and lots of freedom, and uh, it's very different. You know, now suddenly having to fit into a spring box system. Mm. So, but yeah. So in terms of Slavka versus Wales, Slavka have named the following side. It is Oxenchair, Bongi Manambi, France Malherba, Ibn Etzebet, Lourdes Diaga, Sia Khaleesi, Franco Moston, the number seven, Jasper Visa, the number eight, Fafta Clerk, Alton Yankees, Magazulma Pimpi, Damien Delendi, Lacanya Arm, Chesen Colby, Damien Willemsa. That pack is fairly disgusting, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> considering the people they left out, it's just like, what the fuck do you do against? <laughs> well, well, that's that's the thing. I mean, you could still, you should, you could, you should, in theory, it's still set to bring in Peter Steff to toy eventually once he's back. And you could be back next weekend at this rate. You still, there's no Dwayne from here and then there. Well, the thing is, you, you could know. sub out all eight of them for another eighty-eight players, and they'd still start in every other international side. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so funny because so many South African fans were like, "Oh, where's Evan Ruiz? We want Marcel Kutsir. We're not happy with the squad." And then I was on Twitter, and, and some I think it was one of the Welsh journalists who said, "Does anybody have a decent movie I can watch at five o'clock or four o'clock on the Saturday?" Because I'm not even going to bother after seeing that pack. You know, it is just, and it is. It's, and I think, I mean, we've we're in the, we've had some pretty good box squads at the moment, but the box pack at the moment, the depth is just a joke, an absolute joke. I mean, but, Jake Jake is saying that you know the type five of Wales is really inexperienced, but I mean, yes, but also. At this point, Wales are in such a shit position that why not give them a go? Just fucking hope something comes out of it because they are not sitting t- sitting looking good at the moment. They had an, a torrid Six Nations. Not that anyone yeah. might be But, um, I mean, it's one hell of a litmus test, let's put it that way. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, look, to be fair, to be fair there, are, there are a couple of injuries. Um, and for example, there, there, there were, I mean, I, I, when people were asked today, um, you know, is Gareth Thomas fully fit? And he said, no, he is, otherwise he wouldn't be starting. For me. But there have been a couple of injuries for for, for Wales, and, you, you know, you'd like to see a Win Jones in there um, and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I think it is. It, it, and I think, I think the somebody was saying, um, they're talking about Ireland versus New Zealand, and they're saying, you know, you just look at the squad and stuff like that. And if, with, would, would, would Ireland fans consider a 2-1 loss um, against you see in as a series a a good result and I think some of the some of the some of the Welsh fans are saying that if they were to win one test you know they'd be pretty happy with 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 the tour um, a lot of people were ruling them out in terms of actually going all the way and I think the issue is just this pack because we'll go onto the back lines because um, I think the, the Welsh back line does excite me but it's just whether they can get past this pack of theirs well of ours I mean 
I feel like Wales are kind of becoming a bit like Ireland in that they're sticking with a 10 who's probably a bit past it. And Yo, that disrespect on Dan Bigger's name. I really think he's he's part of the reason it like Wales backline just never works. I nah, think I he's back, the biggest. I back, I back the bigs. I back the bigs. I thought he was I thought I think I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just I think he's the reason they never fire. But would you so would you go with Gareth Anscombe ahead of him? I think Gareth Anscombe, considering what he used to do for the Chiefs, would be the far more flary player, which I think, well, considering backline, they need. But that's a bit like the the whole Alton versus Pollard debate we had sort of a year ago when when Pollard wasn't playing well. We're sitting there going, you know, you've got so much talent in the backline, we're not really seeing it. Um, but then you've got Alton, but it's a similar sort of conversation in terms of what he did at domestic level. Because Gareth Anscombe, even, and he has had a couple of decent games for Wales, but he hasn't quite been the, uh, the Gareth Anscombe that we can see. And I thought that he was playing really well at the beginning of the season. In fact, I watched a couple of, I think it was the first game of the URC. I sat there watching and I went, hmm, I, I could very well see Gareth Anscombe back in that uh, 10 role at the end of year tour. And he was. Um, so it happened to be. But I think the big thing, I suppose, is playing at altitude. This weekend, you know, a lot of these players, Welsh players, haven't played in about. I think I think I think Ryan Elias was saying that he last played in like beginning of May or something stupid, you know, because they, they haven't played in so long. So I think that Dan Bigger's tactical kicking and his game management is going to be crucial because if he if if they don't get the kicking right and they don't manage to to manage the game, they're not going to last that eighty minutes. They're going to run out of steam. Well, this is the thing: is like that is Wales' game at the moment. They did it against England. They did it the whole way through the um, Six Nations. But it's also the worst game you can take to the Springboks. That that is what they want you to do, because they will beat your shit out of you when while they do it. And it's just, yeah. I, I, they, they're gonna have to do something. I think they're lucky they got Lydiot back because Lydiot's bloody good. He's a very mm. good player. Their back three is is good. Um, Lydia Falatau and Raffel, Re- they're both, they're all really good players. Uh, and obviously, you know, their back line, their back three are lightning. If, if Reese Zamet gets it, I mean, depends who's, depends who's lining up against him, but he can pretty much round anyone. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, George North at 13, I'm, they, pro- they kind of have to use him there. Um, I, I think I think they want him there for for the World Cup. You know, I think that they and they yeah. and I think we've been robbed of a year of his of him really developing into that thirteen role. But I mean, we're talking about a guy who's one hundred and two caps, and he's like, I mean, how old is he? I mean, he's he's. I just remember being him being stupidly young for the amount of caps he has. He must be about um, twenty seven. He's thirty, so he turned thirty in April. Okay. Yeah, so he's thirty years old with one hundred and two caps under the belt. I mean, he could very well finish with one hundred and thirty, one hundred and forty. If he can stay fit, but obviously he hasn't played for Wales since the 2021 Six Nations, so quite a few question marks around him. But uh, yeah, I mean, so just just to in the box before we look at uh, sort of start dissecting that that Welsh side, the backline is interesting because you know after Clerk, Damien Delaney, and the Kanya arm, it's the normal centre pairing, it's your normal halfback, it's your normal wing combination of Max Oliver, Pimpley, Ches, and Colby. But Elton Yankees gets the start at 10. And Damien Willemser has come into 15, which has been quite a controversial selection, um, which I don't know why people are that surprised. I mean, I get why people are surprised, but at the same time, when you start explaining it, it kind of makes sense because he was set for an extended run in the 15 jersey last year before he got injured. That was always the plan, I think, to give him cut a few games at 15 um, because he's I mean, not... I, he's I, not. I think the surprise well, not has to... come 
purely from the fact that, oh my God, it's not Villy LaRue. <laughs> yeah, but the, and then the problem is like, it's not Villy LaRue, but why isn't Warwick Hunt? And you're like, guys, you know, baby steps, baby steps, you know. But the biggest thing is that the box, and this is what I'll try to explain people the other day, the box reward people who are part, part of the system, you know. So Damien Williams has been within that squad the entire year last year, um, was supposed to have games at 15. And just because he's had a stormy season at 12, doesn't mean that, I mean, before that he was playing at 15, when he was selected for the, um, the box spot originally, he was playing 10-15. Um, and also, when Warwick went down earlier this season, he played at 15 and played very well. So, oh, um, amazing. Yeah, but uh, the Alton Yankees at 10 is interesting because Jacques Nova did say that Pollard could have played. Um, but Alton has been picked for tactical reasons. I don't know if that's just a case of, you know, trying to say that, well, we're not picking him because we have to pick him, that we do back him. But it's always an interesting dynamic when Alton plays because he's a very different player to Pollard um, mm. and offers a very different threat. Well, I mean, Pollard's a difficult one because he's been playing a lot of center because mm. of, um, what's his name? Garbizzi. Garbizzi's um, coach. Is very unfortunate to be stuck playing for Italy. <laughs> yeah, and I, see, um, I see his brothers. His brothers making his debut this weekend. I think. Oh shit, sure. Alessandro. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, he's he's a bit unlucky in there because he's a he's he could be a world class fly half if he was in a better international setup. Uh, but at least he's at Montpellier, who, and they're a really good team. Um, well, maybe with the new the new international laws, he just needs to find some heritage somewhere. And turns out he's actually got a long lost cousin from like Scotland. Oh God! Don't give the Scots that kind. Of, oh, don't give like, the Scots any kind of hope there. Bloody hell! <laughs> yeah, but I think I think I think the thing with Alton is that it's interesting because he's always a polarizing figure, and obviously as a Lions fan, I've got a lot of time for him because he did so well for us. But I think that he has, if 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 you were to be very fair to him, he was a very different player when he played for the box last year because he has sort of reined himself into a certain degree. I don't think he's taking the sort of the risks and stuff like that. Um, and he's, I think he's matured quite a lot as a player. But uh, it'll be interesting to sort of see. I mean, the thing is, with that pack, you're pretty much guaranteed. And that's what I mean, Wayne Peter was saying in the um, in the press conference, um, that, you know, we need to stop that pack because the likes of Alton and Faf are, will, will hurt them um, with, with yeah. the sort of style that they play. And I think it was actually Dan Bigger actually was saying, not Wayne Peter, he was saying that if, we, if they get that platform, they've got... They, they, they can definitely hurt them. And I'm, and I'm hoping that, and this is where I said, I think the statement, I think we will start to see more ball in hand from the box this year. I think that it will start to develop a little bit more than, than last year. Because we started, we already started seeing it to a certain degree last year um, in the end of the year tour where they did start using the back line a little bit. The Scots got um, the worst of it probably during that end of the year tour. But I think as we progress, we will, we will see a bit more of an attractive style of rugby. I mean... I've, I've, for a while, I've wanted the box to play Colby at fullback, but they just can't afford to now. Yeah. They, they literally, if you look at, let's say, most likely the sides they're going to play in the World Cup, every single one of them has giant fullbacks. Mm. And it, like he'll just lose the aerial battle every time, just not out, yeah. of, skill, but out of size. And that's the one thing that uh, Dave Williams going to have to do very well this week is is be good under the high ball because he knows he's going to get peppered. But I think he's he's very safe under the high ball, so I think it'll be a nice nice test for him. But uh, just go to the comments. Uh, thank you very much, Grant. Uh, yeah, in case anybody'd see, uh, I have been at the press conferences this 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 week representing the buggers, uh, the fair sports community. Uh, that is kind of the whole point of this whole thing was to to take you guys behind the scenes. So yeah, glad that you guys enjoy the fact that we are at the press conference stuff like that. And big ups to you guys for for getting us there. 
Um, but just going through some of the comments before we sort of get back to it. Tim Vanderburg says, and uh, I've lost it going back up where we at. Uh, Tim Vanderburg says, Dad, because not passed at the box, had bigger that starts him every knockout game in 2023. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I, I reckon an on form bigger, I could I could see you fitting into the box pretty well, actually. Um, Albert says, Can't wait to see Corbin action. Really, we're going to end up in 10 position later in the game. Interesting. So, it's interesting about that. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit now. But uh, Willie Splore says, don't underestimate the Welsh. The box should win this test, but it won't be easy. We haven't played in a while. And when the Welsh put on that dread jersey, they become different dragons. Go to Bocca. Grant Swartz says, a damn big old South African. He would have won 100 caps five years ago. He's exactly the type of 10 box coaches like. It's true. No, you're not wrong. And that's why Gatlin liked him. Um, the Welsh I will mean, need to contest. I'm surprised Mornay Stain hasn't been called up at this point. Well, he did retire. so uh... <laughs> That doesn't mean anything in rugby. <laughs> Maybe he's going to call up for the Welsh. <laughs> Come the World Cup, it's going to be a Stephen Donald thing. He'll kick the yeah, yeah. He'll kick that gonna, fucking penalty to win. They're going to run him on in a wheelchair and just say, right, you need, you need, you need five steps the rest of your life, and then we can bend you back to, to SA. Uh, Jake says the Welsh need to contest the breakdown aggressively and to neutralize the Springbok lose three to have a chance because the set piece battle is clearly in favor of the Springboks, 100%. Uh, Tim first, Tony Van Bigger. Uh, not a fan of Willemsen at 15. Why don't they rate him at uh, 10 is odd? If we do have a 10 crisis come World Cup, he takes a 10. Mantle for me, it should be Willemsen. Uh, Tommy's going France. Staying at 10. Uh, Wales. Um, all these things are happening. Wales back three. All exposed box. The kicking game is inaccurate. Uh, I'll have a Tommy back all the way. Um, Vic says, Colby scored double on Saturday. Thanks so much for the super chat. Yeah, look, I mean, I think that's, that's, that's a name where people... Maybe aren't aren't sort of paying enough attention to the fact that we actually haven't seen Colby play for quite a while. Um, so it's quite exciting to to have him back, you know, because I think that he hasn't had the best of domestic seasons in terms. I mean, there was a couple of issues. People were saying that he wasn't playing enough and he had his injuries issues and stuff like that. So he's had quite a subdued last nine months, I'd say. But I mean, if you go back a year ago when he when he when he when he scored that try against British Irish Lions, and you know, we're talking about Colby's one of the best players in the world. So quite cool to see yeah. him back. And I think that that him versus um Josh Adams. You know, Josh Adams is going to be a really cool. I, I think the back three versus back three is probably the best matchup for me this weekend. I think that's the most exciting. Well, I think the, the, what I've noticed throughout this year so far, watching mostly Josh Adams, but a bit of Reese Zamet, is then they're, they're very susceptible to be getting step because yeah. they're quite big. Zamet's fucking tall. And Colby, I think, can step them quite easily. Liam Williams, less so. But I think, and George North is quite, you know, a heavy guy. He, he gets stepped a bit. So, I mean, I just, I see Colby using his feet a lot more than out and out pace. Yeah. So, I mean, so we'll get to the Bosch squad now. But, uh, and then, and then this is the nice thing about being a box is that once you take off France, Mahoba, Bongi, and I'm in Oxen chair, you then put on Malcolm Mark, Stephen Kitzel, and Vincent Koch. Um, a reminder, as somebody I think said earlier, Trevor Nicarne, Wilco Lowe, Thomas Dottori, none of them get into the 23 yeah. at the moment. <laughs> I mean, Trevor Yukani, like whatever he touched was was turned to gold last year. Whenever he came, loose head, tight head, man yeah. could have played ten last year and he would have been fine. And he's not in the twenty three this weekend, and it's still looking at like you know unreal, um, unfortunately. But then uh, two debutants in Salman Murat and uh, Alric Lowe, um, which will which will be quite cool. Then the utility player of Quaker Smith, who's going to cover the entire back three as well as wing if he needs to. Um, and then Hirschel Yankees, who I think is under quite a lot of pressure, coming off the back of a very inconsistent URC campaign. And then Villiguru at 23, who rumor has it has said that he will not be coming on at 10, that he will be coming on at fullback. 
So it looks like the plan is either Alton plays a full 80, or if he does go down, that uh, Damien Villanza will, will run into the 10 channel there. So, yeah, so that was quite quite interesting. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty decent bench. I'm very excited to see what Alwick Lowe does because he's very much a Springbok mold loose forward. Um, and I think he fixed the game plan down to a T. Um, Who's that talking but... about kicking? Uh, is kicking for polls is questionable. I'm just like, well, after after Marcus Smith kicking for England against the uh, Barbarians, bloody put George Cruz on at fly off for England. <laughs> yeah, but Oaks, Oaks, were take, Oaks were just taking the piss in that game. I mean, I, I didn't see the full. <laughs> I, I just watched the I just watched the highlights, and I was like, Oaks, what is this? Like, we're trying to sell world like the game of rugby, and your Oaks are just yeah farting around. Like, come now. I mean, the thing is, like, obviously the uh, the Barbarians team was unbelievably good. Yeah. Like they were so good, and England well, the was just that useless. Yeah, England was um, shite. <laughs> well, I see that the usual, um, you know, Eddie Jones is on the on on the verge of losing his job. Chat is back. I don't people think oh, people realize that this guy will, will will he will be at the World Cup next year. Like unless this guy like you know drops dead or something, he will be leading England at the World Cup. It's like not even a conversation. England could lose every game from now until the World Cup. He will still be taking them to the World Cup. Well, the thing is, like. Against the Barbarians, yes, it's irritating, but it's not a bad time to try something new. The game means oh, yeah. nothing. It's a freebie. And like I was watching, because I mean, I was very much on the bandwagon of, okay, Eddie Jones needs to fuck off now. But <laughs> what, watching uh, Squid Rugby does like a half an hour analysis mm. of why he thinks England are going to win this World Cup. And I'm just watching it. I'm like, shit, this makes too much sense and it irritates me. But then you're like, don't give me hope. Don't do that to me. I, I, no, the thing is... I think <laughs> Stop make, it. Stop, I, I, I like think, it. I think they'll make the final and then just fuck it up again. I think that'll be that'll just happen. I know I'm, they're too good not to make at least the semis. I think they'll make the final and fuck it up again. <laughs> uh, well, it'll be interesting. But let's 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 look at the Welsh, Welsh side uh, for this weekend. So... Just moving my mic because I'm on that different setup. So if you're going through one through to fifteen, it's Gareth Thomas, uh, Ryan Elias, uh, Dylan Lewis as the front rowers. So Gareth Thomas just ten caps to his name. Ryan Elias twenty-seven, and Dylan, and Dylan Lewis thirty-eight. Now that's a bit of a contrast to the likes of Oxenchair, Bongi, Benabi. Oxenchair I think only has about 10, 11, but Bongi and Franz Malherber have got caps for for Africa really. Um, they then got uh, Will Rodens and Adam Beard in the second row. Uh, I really rate Adam Beard. I think that he's he is is going to be a massive player for them for for years to come. Um, I think he's the next British and Irish Lions lock, uh, probably next to like you know Toje in the next tour in four years' time. I think he's a bit um, of a he's a bit of a he's certainly a unit. He's huge. Um, yeah, I, I like him. I think he's a good player. He's a bit of a you know lumbering oaf at times. I don't think he has the. Uh, um, athleticism of people like Atoje or Etzebeth and, and you know, yeah. there's more ones. He's, he's more of a, a heavy set um, player. A bit like Charlie Yules, who I think is just the most questionable player in the England squad, but thank <laughs> God he got injured. <laughs> well, I think that when you look at people that size, it's, you know, it's, it's if you can get it right, it can be very effective because Lourdes Diago mm -hmm. was a little bit like that when he first came on. He was, you know, he wasn't maybe fit enough stuff like I was carrying a bit of extra weight, but I mean, He's come in leaps and bounds. And if you can channel that sort of size going forward, it becomes difficult to stop. Uh, Dan did it at six, which they said is very much a line-out orientated uh, selection, saying that they need to try and get um, that, disrupt that uh, 
that 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 uh, in the set piece was on the box, and then Tommy Raffle on debut, the Leicester Tigers flank, who He's in many good. ways could be a potential future Welsh captain. I mean, I think Captain Wales at two junior levels, including under twenties. Um, Jasper had a lot. To, he had a lot to say about him, obviously being teammates, and he said that he's a really good guy, really hard worker, and I think that he said big things to come from him. So probably somebody that we haven't seen a lot of, um, those who don't watch the Premiership, but yeah, a very exciting player. Um, and then you've got Talapa Fatal with his A9 caps, and yeah, look, I think that he he has a good game that goes a long way towards the um, Wales being competitive. Um well, he's been looks, playing well. I mean, he's he's been probably yeah. one of the only good players for Bath. Yeah, I mean, I've I've only, I've only watched clips of him this this in the last couple of months, but I watched mm. a couple of them, and it was like the fellow Tyler that we that yeah. we sort of become come to know. You know, that really good ball in hand, running really good angles aggressively, and I think that he's, I think that fellow versus Jasper Visa quite different players, but similar players in terms of very good ball carrying uh, skills. Maybe still different types of ball carrying, but I think I mean that's just going to be. Brute force on brute force between between Palatown and some of the Aldi's forwards, some of the locks and stuff. I think you're going to have to try and keep um, what's it, just uh, Visa in in line because he's very prone to a couple of cards here and there. Well, it, so he, I mean, I don't know if you read that whole article where apparently the the Leicester coaches sat him down in January and basically said, "If you don't sort this cuck out, you will." You're fired. <laughs> you, yeah, we can't. We cannot. And apparently, the box squad also said to him like. If you don't sort this out, we can't select you. Like if you keep getting the amount of yellows, we can't select you. And he, he was asked about it in the press conference. It was yesterday. Uh, what's today? Thursday. Yeah, yesterday. Um, and he said, you know, he had to have a, like a very frank conversation with himself and said, you know, he's letting his, his team down. He's letting himself down. And um, you know, there was a, a stat that was saying like at one stage he was getting a yellow card, like basically almost, like more than every other game. Um, yes. And then he has, I think he's only had like two this year or something stupid like that. So apparently he has. Done a lot to cut that out, um, which because that was also the frustration. I think a lot of people had um, that sort of view of him because we, 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 the problem is when you don't watch him um, in the Premiership and you've got suddenly got this guy who's really hot and then he comes in and he gives away quite a few penalties for the box. Uh, for me, I was a bit worried about his soft skills because he, he dropped a couple of balls and he was, didn't look particularly convincing under the high ball. And suddenly you sit there going, "No, this guy's not good enough." But then again, he goes back to Leicester. His first six months were a bit average, but he has a storming final six months, which culminates in a man of the match performance in the Premiership final. And you sit there going, "No, this guy actually deserves yeah, a, bit of, a bit of backing." Really well in the He's just an absolute monster of a human being. I mean, yesterday he rocks up, and we are all, and including the Welsh media, by the way, all sitting there in like our jackets and stuff like that. It's quite chilly, um, and all the box players arrive in their tracksuit, except for him, who arrives in his slops, his shorts, and his t-shirt, and everyone's like. Chat like does anybody told you it's winter? Like I know you're coming from England, but um, and he's not the tallest guy. Particularly warm. (laughs) No, but I mean, come now, like like, embrace just the Africanisms. But it's as I said, it's weird because he's not a massively tall guy. But let me tell you, this this man's a large. He's a large human. I wouldn't want to run into him. Um, Very much run, try and run around him, but fail probably. Yeah, very much so, and 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 then be very very sore afterwards. But uh, the back line is Kieran Hardy. Um, they've they've got quite a lot of injuries at uh, at nine. So um, Kieran Hardy gets an opportunity just as twelfth twelfth game um, next to Dan Bigger, who is playing his one hundred first game. So there are two players with hundred caps in the in the Welsh back line, uh, with the exception of Reece Amitz. There's a lot of experience. I mean, Josh Adams thirty nine caps, Nick Tompkins twenty caps, uh, George North one hundred two caps, Louis Reece Amitz sixteen caps. 
um, and then Liam Williams with 78 caps. So it's a very experienced. I, I think I think this back line is really good, but they'll be let down by the pack. They have a lot of potential, but they they've all, they've had a lot of similar back, like setups to this before, but they never seem to click on it. It never seems to work for them, and I think you know the experiment of Josh Adams at 13 was a fucking failure. God, that yeah. was awful. Um, George North is better there, um, and I think he's obviously not as agile as he used to be. Um, I don't know. It's a, it is a good backline. Uh, I'm. I was surprised that Hardy got uh, picked over Williams. Um, although Hardy's had a good season. Um, yeah, I, I think the type five, not not so much the back three, but the type five are going to get monstered by South Africa. And that yeah, will just I'll... cause a huge amount of penalties and therefore it's just going to be a fuck up. Well, for me, you look at the scrums. I mean, Franz Mohebert, just as, as Grant Swartz for a test, does not go backwards. You know, I don't think I've ever seen... Object yeah, back. I mean, he just he sits there going, chap, like, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, you're not moving me. And Oxen Chair has been destroying tight heads all year. Um, his scrummage is coming in leaps and bounds. So I think that the, the scrum battle, I think, should be pretty one-sided. Um, and then the line-outs, <laughs> when you've got Lewis Diaga, Ivan Etzebeth, and Franco Mossad as your line options, with Bongi and Amby putting it in, you, you, I know that Dwayne's going to try and disrupt, but I, I, I think you're pretty settled because Franco Mossad's line of work is second to none, and Bongi and Amby become such a solid line-out first. So I think, yeah, I, I think I think the biggest issue is that they're going to struggle to disrupt the Springboks' head piece. Um, uh, I think uh, Will Rowland might give it a try. I mean, Beard's not, he's a bit too heavy to be a jumper, but I know Will Rowland's got quite a good line out stat. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see it being enough. Yeah, and, and I think that I, I'm, I'm keen to see how Nick Tompkins goes. I think that he's a player who's, who's, who's played quite well recently, had quite a good season. Um, he's always uh, good obviously, he's always so good. Yeah. So, so the question is once again, you know, can can they translate that sort of form into into your international set? And I think that the centre battle should be quite cool because George North handed to Castle Kanya Am, who's just when he puts it on a Springbok shirt, makes rugby look incredibly easy. Um, and then Nick Tomkins coming off a decent season um, up against Damon Delendi, who's had a pretty solid season um, and, and was very good last year. So the backline matchups excite me. Um, Far more so than the, than the forward back uh, Mac does. But then off to the bench, we've got Dewey Lake, uh, Reese Kerr, Thomas Francis, Elliman Jones. Hunt, I mean, 150 caps. I still look at that and think it's unbelievable. Um, Josh Navidi, who's one of my favorite players from Wales, Thomas Williams, Garrett Anscombe, and then Owen Watkin. Uh, it's not it, a bad bench. Did you know um, Navidi is, I'm pretty sure he's an Israeli. He's, he's, I... um, like everyone thinks he's a Kiwi because of his dreadlocks, but I think he's a he's an Israeli or Palestinian, one of the two. But don't want to confuse which one. But yeah, I, but I was like, careful, careful. <laughs> um, um, I, I don't know which one, but I thought that was quite interesting. Like, he's I Iranian. No there it is. So his father's Iranian. Oh right, yeah. okay. So he's Iranian. And the reason people think that he's from New Zealand is because he received he, he grew up um, in New Zealand. Well, he spent he, he he was spent time in New Zealand whilst he was growing up. Okay. Yes, so that's where the New Zealand links come. But yes, from an Iranian father. Okay. You learn something new every day. Um, but 
I mean, it's quite interesting. I mean, Adam and Jones off the bench is an interesting pick for me for, for two reasons. First of all, it's not a role that he does. You know, you don't you don't put Adam and Jones on the bench. You know, but I also think that he's not the type of player that can have much of an impact off the bench. I say the same thing about Franco Mostert. You know, I think he's a player who plays as well in the first minute as he does in the 80th minute. So there's no point. And he, but he doesn't have necessarily that impact coming off the bench. So you're better off playing Franco Mostert from the beginning for 80 minutes than you are bringing him on the bench. Um, and I think that I think Adam and Jones is similar in that. Look, I think I'm having the experience later on in the games, but it is it's a very different role for him to be coming off the bench because I mean, look at the British and Irish Lions came straight into the tour, started, you know, all the test stuff like that. I don't think you should have, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, it, I think they're putting him on the bench, honestly, because they're trying to phase him out. Well, it's, it's interesting because because that's the whole thing, you know, does he make the World Cup next year? And, I mean, he will it, because they don't really have a choice. Um, yeah, and he will because he's like his body's mechanical, and he just he'll just keep playing until until somebody eventually says to him like just just stop. <laughs> but, just throw um, him some ice water, and he'll be all right. Yeah, but I mean, somebody, somebody. I mean, I haven't read it, but somebody said if you read his book, you'll understand why he's playing because apparently, like, he's just obsessed with this game, and like, it's not it's not like it's got anything to prove. He just like just loves playing, and um, so they said they reckon that because they said apparently they, that the person who said that said they had a similar kind of opinion. I was saying why does he keep playing? Apparently, if you read the book, it's quite a big insight into why he just continues going. But, I mean, 150 caps is mental. Uh, he could yeah. be, you know, I mean, if he plays these three tests and plays at the end of the year, he could be 160 caps next year, which is a bit childish. Um, but yeah, any, which, which of those players do you think will can have the biggest impact coming off the bench of the, of the Welsh placements? Uh, looking who they will come on for. Uh, probably Anscombe, to be honest. Because the uh, thing is, Anscombe's there because he can cover literally every position. He's played 15 wing for the Chiefs. He plays 10. He can probably go center. Um, so, probably, yeah, I'd say Anscombe or maybe Navidi. Um, yeah, I've actually got Navidi, I think. Watkins is a very good player, but yeah. I mean, I don't see him doing much against um, Dale Endy and Am, so can't be bothered with that. Um, yeah, so I reckon Anscombe, because again, he'll be going yeah. against potentially Elton. As a as a Bok fan, I would say Anscombe and Navidi would, would scare me the most. And then after that, probably Thomas Williams, if he can come on and have a yeah a good game. But Navidi is someone who, yeah, I mean, I mean we also saw him last year in the Six Nations. He was just a different different breed. Um, no, he's, one of those he's players, really one of those players who you just said to Gatlin, you're selecting me whether you like it or not, because he just played that well. Um, but I mean, the loose forwards that what the Welsh have are ridiculous. I saw the whole article that um, Tipperick is, is currently in is um, sort of getting back to taking full contact, so they're going to have hit to contend with coming back. Um, so... Tipperick's insane. He's one of the, he's probably he's arguably Wales' best player. Yeah, no, I think when he's playing well, he is. Um, yeah, so I'll be right back. Yeah, sure. In the meantime, we'll go through a couple of comments. Uh, as you will says, he's Iranian. Uh, Cameron says, let's hope Eskom doesn't spoil the spectacle. Uh, Vic said, let's hope we win the first two tests so that we can get some rotation on the third one. So in terms of the Eskom thing, so I saw that um, the Loftus management have confirmed that the entire thing on Saturday will be done purely on generators. They're not looking at any grid power because <laughs> they know <laughs> it's going to be turned off. So might, but uh, I'll let you know. Well, yeah, providing the um, 
Yeah, providing they brought in that diesel this weekend, which is expensive in itself. Uh, in theory, we should be should be fine, but it's fine. We're gonna start wrapping up soon anyway. Um, so Carlos says, What would it mean to you if Wales come close to winning? We even came away with a win this weekend. A lot of Bok fans underestimating Wales. I would actually disagree. I would say a lot of the Welsh media, not Welsh media, South African, there is a lot of the South African media, and again, I think it's it's the more prominent, controversial um South African media who are Carlos is doing a cooking show over there. Um, who are maybe underestimating Wales. Um, I've posted definitely on this channel, everybody's been very much saying that whilst the box are expected to win, they should win. It's definitely not going to be a walkover game um, because is um, they are a side which which match the spring box up quite well and, and they've had very good games against the box. So I certainly wouldn't say I'm underestimating. I'm expecting quite... I wouldn't say that I'm expecting a 20-plus win. You know, I think that we should win. Um, but I don't think it's going to be easy um at all although it says what happened to Kubis Reynock he's probably the best come off to Faf he's currently injured he's but he is in uh he is in camp at the moment as is Archias Sneeman because I walked past him um and sort of oh, waited for him. yeah uh, so he's he's recovering in camp uh will the Wales front row be able to handle the box second front row uh um, <laughs> no one can <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> uh Matthew Dixon he was the funny sounding European well yeah, I mean, the the accent is a bit strange, I can't. I mean, it's just a bit of a everything. It's a bit of a fuck-up, isn't it? <laughs> we'll call you a global citizen. Um, and then, yes, Tiamat, oh, you're, <laughs> you're definitely spot on with exactly what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, we're going to start wrapping up. So, let's just do, I think, let's just do score predictions for all the games this weekend. Right. Okay. Hang um, on. I don't know what they are. Are we doing all of yeah. the games or like the? Well, should, we do, should, should we do the top like those, the, the top four games? Unless you want to count France versus France versus Japan as well. There eh? on. Uh... To be fair, yeah. For, I mean, but also Tonga Fiji. That's <laughs> I. Don't, I don't even know how to guess what that will be, but yeah. I'm a hundred percent sure Tonga will now go and win this game. <laughs> how could they not? Well, to, to make it easy, get at least a hat trick. I mean, it's almost yeah, terrible. probably. And that but pissed me off so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's New Zealand, Ireland, Australia, England, Scotland, Wales, and then Argentina, Scotland. So, New Zealand, Ireland. What are you? 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 What's your prediction? Uh, I think it will be close, close, certainly closer than Ireland versus uh, the Maori All Blacks. Um, but oh, I see. Okay, I see. I see. Will Jordan not starting? He's not even in this squad. Uh, that may, that changes things. But Leicester find Ganuka on the wing. I'm gonna say thirty-six twelve. Thirty-six twelve to Ireland. All backs. <laughs> okay. All backs are gonna walk. Thanks. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, I think I think the Ireland will play well. Um, I think if there's a test that Ireland will win, I think it'll be next weekend. I don't know why. I mean, um, I'm team in class. No, it is good, and 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 and, and, and it's quite cool to see the likes of like a Jamison Gibson Park and like Bundy Aki yesterday captaining them against the Irish All Blacks. So there's a lot of there's quite a few there's quite a lot of uh, All Black heritage within the Irish squad, um, almost as much as there is in the New Zealand um, squad. But we won't go there. Um, so yeah, I think I'll, I'll probably go with New Zealand by yeah, probably fifteen to twenty. Uh, Australia versus England. Oh, you, can you can you guys get the job down done down under? Um, right, hang on, let me check out the what, uh, oh, that's a good Aussie team. Oh fuck, Quade Cooper's playing. Oh shit. 
Uh, okay, Farrell's back at 12. And as much as I don't like him, I think that's just going to be enough for England to win. Because um, Marcus Smith with Farrell at 12, they work unbelievably well together and they're, they've only played one game. Um, uh, 23-19 to England. 23-19 to England. I, I'm, I reckon Australia wins this weekend. I mean, the thing is, I my my head thinks that, but only because of the Barbarians game, which wasn't England anyway. So, yeah, uh, no, I, nah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going. I, I, I think it's the, I think it's the weekend of the home sides. So I'm going. I'm going Australia to. I think it'll be close. I'm going to go Australia by seven. It's not that close. Ah, <laughs> uh, thing is that the their locks are just they're kind of their locks are not very um experienced compared to England. I mean England's got a toe jam. Hey dude, when Quay Cooper's playing, anything can happen. Yeah. The Quaid effect. Okay, Springboks versus Wales. Springboks prediction. Wales. Um I don't even see Wales scoring a try. Um, 29-7, maybe. Like, 29-7. I, just, I, just, I, th- I think it's just going to be quite easy for South Africa. They'll grind out a win. I don't think they'll make it pretty for themselves, but they'll win. Yeah, I'm not brave enough to start, start throwing out actual score, but I, I reckon that will be boxed by 15, is what I reckon. I think I think also I think there'll be a certain amount of rust involved. Um, so yeah, I think that it'll take a while for them to get going. Uh, and then Argentina versus Scotland. Uh, Argentina didn't do well last weekend, if I remember. I think they, I mean, they won, but they didn't convincingly beat. I think it was like a, a tier three side or something. Who did they play? Uh, oh no, sorry, that was Italy. Uh, no, Argentina will win. Um, Maybe Scotland don't like scoring tries much anymore. So probably 24-20 for Argentina. Yeah, I'll go. I reckon Argentina at home are a different breed. I'll go Argentina by 10. So, yeah, I, I think they'll be quite, quite – I think they'll probably – knowing Argentina, they'll probably be quite good and then concede a couple of stupid um, tries because they have it in them and their discipline's shit. So – They'll probably get a couple of cards, but I think Argentina at home are just a different, different animal to contend with. Um, but we've now put uh, put put them out there, so we can uh, revisit them in a week. But uh, Carl, thank you very much for jumping on. Uh, lucky to have the fan forums back. Hopefully, we'll have a bit of a bigger panel next week. Um, because yeah, uh, we want to try and get back to that four panel and stuff like that. So yeah, next week Thursday we'll have the fan forum once again. Everybody that has been watching, thank you very much for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe on the way out on the journey to thirteen thousand subscribers. We had twelve thousand yesterday, Tuesday, so, uh, the last couple of days. So thank you very much for that. Now we're going to push thirteen thousand and on the road to the big twenty k. Yeah. In the next year, <laughs> that's the plan. Uh, so yeah, make sure you're part of the journey. Apart from that, uh, please do smash a like on the video as you go out. We'll be live tomorrow again. Uh, potentially in the evening for a little bit of a, uh, a pre pre match chat. We will have um, the. I'm hoping it's going to be the Zwanzi Listic and Sir Khaleesi show tomorrow at the final block press conference, which is always a lot of fun. So check out that. Um, there's a nice press conference out um, from Dan Digger. Uh, speaks very very well. 
and talks about the fact that he says good to be nervous, but says that there's no fear about playing against the box, which is quite cool. Um, and then, yeah, there'll be... I'd be fucking scared. And you, yeah, but to be fair, you can't come on and be like, yeah, we're terrified of these guys. Um, but <laughs> I would be terrified of them, to be fair. But yeah, thanks, guys, and we'll see you guys all very soon. Until next time, cheers. Cheers, cheers.